These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Open Journal Podcast. I hope you're well. I hope things are good for you. In this episode, I'm delighted to say Bex is returning to have a conversation with us. It's been a very long time. I think hundreds of episodes since our last conversation. So a big welcome back and thank you to Bex for sharing her lived experience and insights. In this episode, we're going to be talking kind of predominantly around art cosplay gaming and how that can support our well-being the role that communities can play and bex's experience within these communities and also some of her experience in the past and possibly in the future as well with mental health blogging so it's a really great conversation a big thank you to bex for sharing her insights i hope you enjoy listening to our conversation and as always, if you do, please feel free to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help other people discover these conversations and the podcast as well. If you are interested in being a guest in the future yourself, have a look at the website, openjournalbc.com. You can find out information about being a guest and the blog that kind of goes alongside this podcast to some extent. Uh, you can find that there as well. I really hope you continue to enjoy and thank you so much for supporting the podcast Here's my conversation with Bex. Bex, it's lovely to sit down and have a chance to chat with you. Um, we've already worked out it's years since the last time we've had a chat, but... It'll be at least five. <laughs> it's got to be. I can't. I, this is the bit where I feel bad. I'm like, I should have gone back and looked and worked out when the last one was. Well, that's okay. I didn't either, so. But I think, yeah, <laughs> it must. Because we, do you think, because we went to, um, this is a sidetrack to where we usually start, but we went to a London meetup, didn't we? And I was just wondering whether, did we have our conversation after that? I don't before? remember. That's a good point, though. Um, I mean, that doesn't help because I can't remember what year that was. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, oh, in relation to that, I, I know we'd spoken before then, but I can't remember mm. if we'd done the, the podcast or not. But anyway. I feel, like, I feel like we did it afterwards. Do you reckon? But I could be wrong, so I might have to go back and check. Yeah. But, yeah. This would be the bit where we find out we've had like three conversations before and there was one before and one after. Thanks. <laughs> Um, but how's your week been? How are you at the moment? What's going on for you at the moment? Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember the day of the week that I was like, it is Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, all good. Yeah, not not really a lot going on, to be fair. I was just literally, while we were setting up, I had the door go because I was waiting for, um, what did I, I ordered like a big Elden Ring book, like an Elden okay. Ring guide. And I got it prime and it said it was arriving today. So I was hoping to come back from work and it was here and it wasn't. And then I heard the door go as we were setting up and I was like, is that my Elden Ring book? But oh. yeah, so that's, that's the randomness of some deliveries, isn't it? We had yeah what was it we'd ordered cat cat food we'd ordered cat food from um i think it was like pets at home something like that so it's mm. not even, it's not even amazon like it's an actual shop um and picked the like whatever the cheapest delivery was so like within a week or something like that the delivery came at half past seven on a saturday in the morning <laughs> And they oh, knocked, and they so knocked the door. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> God. I just, yeah. I was like, if you're delivering it, surely just, just leave it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It mystifies Your cats me. were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just leave it out. We'll open it. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's too early. Yeah, I don't. Some delivery things, yeah, they, they do mystify me a little bit. Yeah, um, but cool. I mean, I guess it brings us on to um, a little bit of one of my questions is just to kind of ask you, are there sort of well-being activities or things that you're doing at the moment that are helping to kind of keep you well? Uh, pretty much just so it kind of depends on, I think, my concentration levels as well. So and like my motivation. So I really I do a lot of drawing and like the painting and like digital stuff but I have to really be in the right mind space to kind of do it otherwise it just feels like more work mm. so yeah usually just kind of like drawing painting on my iPad or playing a game or reading it's so like any of those three are like my kind of go to's and they kind of swap and change depending on which one feels like <laughs> harder work at the time so I just kind of switch between them. It's nice because you have, like, from my point of view, I always think, oh, it's nice when people have got, like, different kind of well-being things that they do because then if, for whatever reason, one of them isn't possible, um, you've got another one that you can kind of move on to. But it kind mm. of struck me, like, when I was thinking about us chatting today that in my head I kind of see you, um, like, sharing some of the digital artwork that you do and also talking a lot about gaming but there being like this in my head this crossover where they're two separate things but then the overlap of like often they're around a theme um mm -hmm. that kind of brings them together uh and I thought, oh, that's a really nice thing because then it's not like oh you know for a lot of people if it's like a physical activity and sometimes you know you get injured or different things happen and that's not possible um and you have to find kind of like a replacement or an alternative and i was like oh i wonder how do, like how do you feel about having those kind of quite different things that have an overlap it's, is it quite nice to move between those and kind of still be engaged in the things that you like and enjoy yeah i think it i think that as you were kind of talking about that so a lot of like the books that i read are very i read a lot of different genres but like my sort of go-to that i really enjoy is like fantasy mm. and 
like particularly when the gaming's like Final Fantasy 14 and you have like your own character and then she's just in all of my art at the moment so everything's around her and other characters and then when I'm like reading fantasy novels sometimes I take like inspiration from that and put that in the art or like sometimes if I'm like writing some stuff around it as well I kind of incorporate it into that so yeah I didn't realize how much overlap there actually is between them until you kind of mentioned it so they basically it's like any excuse not to leave my house <laughs> so like I do this is awful because right before COVID I started really getting back into going to the gym and I was going swimming like three nights a week and I was getting really fit and healthy and I bought a Fitbit so I could keep track of my lengths because I can never keep count of them mm. and then obviously covid happened and all the gyms closed and then i just completely got out of the habit and now i've kind of gone back to going maybe once a week if i'm mm. lucky and then i'm sort of like but what about my drawing time or like i was gonna do this level i can't do that if i'm at the gym and it's yeah but yeah there is a little bit of kind of overlap but yeah, it is nice. Um, the only time I get injured if I'm like drawing is when I've been doing it like all day for a few days and literally my hand was just like seizing up. And then I have to, I can't really draw because I'm just in pain, but then you can't really play a game because you can't hold the controller either. So you're just like, <laughs> oh, I have to watch TV or do something else. But that doesn't happen very often. So that's okay. I guess it's mixing those things up as well. Like you sort of have that. I guess it's a different way you talk about it, isn't it? Because if I say, "Oh, those are two different activities," but you're like, "Oh, yeah," but the gaming and the drawing actually, it's it's very similar kind of movements. It's very hand and wrist based, and actually, it's a lot of repetitive kind of mm -hmm. movements. Yes, it's a different kind of air quotes activity, but it's using all of the same bits of my body. Um, so there are times when you want to kind of have that break or need that break and um yeah interesting kind of that mindset of different ways of using the gym as well I think we get into that idea of like say you were really into the uh swimming and really active with it it's like oh this is now what I do and I have to keep this up and not something that you can kind of have times when you do it more or do it less and um last year I was doing a lot of running and this year I found it quite difficult to adjust to like I was doing more because I wanted to do like a challenge last year and now this year I shouldn't be doing the same amount because mm. that was for a challenge and now I should be doing other things or mixing it up it's um I think it can be tricky I feel like it's more noticeable when it's the gym but it could be other things as well I think it's our mindset I guess around kind of that sort of physical activity and gym type behavior maybe yeah uh with the that sort of crossover that you mentioned it'd be really interesting like where did your kind of first like interest or passion with with that work come from like it sounds very much like the artwork has kind of followed the gaming or the books um that you've read and kind of developed characters from there um but kind of where did that passion or that interest originally start from I think I think like books and art I think definitely my mum because she's always just been like since I was a kid I've just always been reading I was just one of those kids that like when I'm talking to like other people and like 
my friends who have kids and they're just like no he just won't pick up a book and I just I cannot relate at all because I was never a kid who didn't like reading it just and my sister was kind of the opposite she really didn't enjoy it very much until she was an adult and then yeah I think the art just sort of developed a bit more as well and I've always like my dad I mean my mum used to play some games but my dad was always like the very big kind of gamer Hmm. um and we just had like a family playstation like that was the first kind of console we had like the the, just the playstation and we all kind of shared it um but yeah pretty much when I was growing up the only thing I'd really play was like RPGs and like JRPG so I wouldn't touch a horror game because I was just terrified (laughs) um and I liked watching people play them, but somebody else would have to play it. There was no way I was going to touch it and pick it up myself. I was like, no, there's no way. So like, um, which I'm I'm better at now. I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to branch out a little bit more. So I have actually, you know, played a few horror games and Resident Evil games. And I just finished the Dead Space remake as well, which is funny because when the first one came out, um, it was my ex that played through it and I just sat at the side like watching and being oh. like well you know you're doing it it's fine so when I saw the remake was out I was like oh, okay maybe uh, I should give it a try I'll give it a try and there is a lot of like swearing and screaming and shouting but yeah it is fun I think it's just it's weird because like with the art so I saw a bit of a like a bit of a controversial tweet it was one of these unpopular opinion tweets and it was something like um and it's just become like a massive debate um on twitter and it was something about like you know technically fan art is stealing because it's not your creation um and you're just getting credit and money from somebody else's work and and I mean, I kind of understand what they're saying in a way, but I think, you know, for me, I mean, I have to use references when I like paint, draw anything. I do not understand how people can just, you know, come up with a pose and just draw it perfectly and like hands and like sometimes I will just have to take a picture of myself in a pose or like with my hand a certain way and then copy it from that because there's just no way for me to do it. Um, But I think one of the reasons, like one of the ways I got into art a lot more when I was older was just looking at people's fan art. Cause I mean, Mm. like fair enough, you know, you're taking it from something else. It's someone else's character design, like, the world that it's in that kind of thing but like I don't think it you know takes away from any of the talent that's used and things and like some people you know were incredible some of the fan art you see is just like amazing and somebody pointed out I think they'd replied to it and said that it was fan art that they'd started doing that got them noticed by like art companies and like game developers and then that's where they built Mm. on from there so I do understand what people mean like when they say like I don't think it's I wouldn't say it's stealing necessarily because it's fan art you know you're, you're a fan you're showing appreciation for something that you enjoy um and you know 
you're not really claiming it's yours because it's there in the name. You're, you know, we know that it's not this person's character, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's just a lot more value to it than you know, because some people kind of look down on it a little bit. But I think you know, there's some amazing fan art out there. I think it's a really interesting conversation because I guess maybe historically because my immediate comparison is like well there's loads of bit there's loads of pictures of buildings like clearly you haven't built that building it is a picture of a building that exists um and most i don't know a lot of artwork that you see is maybe of um more recognized um or buildings or places or locations that we have more knowledge of um and so you don't need to say this is a picture of london like people can see the picture and go oh that's a picture yeah. of london and i suppose more and more with the kind of the fantasy side or the the creative side of the the thing that you're inspired by or referencing isn't necessarily something that someone else knows and it's like oh it's like where does where does kind of the role or the responsibility come to say this is inspired by a thing like it's still your own work you've still created it, it yes it's inspired by something but uh, without loads of art knowledge I would say probably most art is going to be inspired by something isn't a true like new creation um there was a thing I'm sure there was a thing last year that said there's now no new music like all of the musical notes yeah. have been made and all of the different orders that they could be put in have happened so any new music um is in a for is is a form of duplication copy or inspiration whether you know it or not because mm. there is a limit to what can happen um and i guess maybe maybe art is different because there isn't necessarily that limit um because you can be more creative but um it's a really interesting one because I've also seen the discussions around like the AI art and things oh, like that yeah. that have happened. And it's like, I guess it's for me, it's more like what, why are you looking at that? Like, in what, what role does art or kind of this creative field have for you? And particularly when we're kind of talking about mental health, often for me, it's like I'm talking to a person that's inspired by the work they are doing. Mm. Um, more so than someone says I've seen this thing and it's really like connected with me usually it's they've created a thing um so I'm not necessarily kind of exposed to that side of those conversations because I think if you really like a piece of art and it's created by a computer does that matter and then you kind of look into like all of the financial stuff that goes on around that and you go oh that sounds really bad um mm. but it's just not a field that I have loads of knowledge of it's usually I'm talking to the person it's like oh it's not for kind of a financial thing it's a it's a mindset thing of I want to sit there and spend that time with myself um mm. so you end up with a slightly different version of that conversation if that makes sense yeah uh, but no that's yeah I mean yeah because like like you said like when you think of you know kind of classical artists and like the artists that you you know everybody's heard of and everyone who comes to mind like everybody's had influence from mm you know, somebody that they admire. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of the ways I get like really hyper fixated on things as well. And like my games are part of that. And one of the ways I have to get it out of my system is to like paint it or draw it somehow. I'm like, it's in my brain and it won't leave. 
like I will not rest until it's gotten out of my system in some way. And that's usually like drawing a scene or like painting a scene. Mm. And it's that different process, isn't it? And different things that you're you're getting from it as well. Because mm. when you were talking through about gaming, and I was thinking, um, because through probably through lockdown, I've started to watch like a couple of YouTube channels that get uh, uh, predominantly board gaming channels, and it's been really interesting to see. There are some games oh, I really, really enjoy watching and I just don't know that I would ever really want to play them. And it feels really weird to go like, I just, I I just, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable enough. I wouldn't really want to do that. But I absolutely love watching people play these like yeah. um, kind of like social deduction games. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a weird because I've never really kind of watched people play games before it's such a weird thing to kind of get introduced to mm. um and go oh okay like and, and notice that difference um like is that something you're kind of aware of or has different roles in when you're gaming because in my head you are like a gamer and enjoys playing games mm. but is that kind of observation side something that you enjoy as well i do yeah it's funny because um because this is what happens I like I get kind of fixated on one game so I'll play it and then if I can't play it I might like if I'm getting ready for work I like have um YouTube on in the background or I'll like listen to a podcast and I I just start like watching other people's walkthroughs mm. so yeah it's like yeah I think it's like a little bit of a hyperfixation thing it's like i can't play it right now so i'll watch somebody else play it <laughs> or i'll like read the book about it but yeah i always have like a focus on one game so right now it's gone back to elden ring because it was the one year anniversary and i was like oh i've not touched it since uh i haven't like tried it for a few months and i did always say i was going to do a second playthrough oh maybe i'll and they've just announced a DLC for it as well today. So I was like, oh, another excuse <laughs> to to crack out the old uh, Elden Ring. So, but no, I do, I do like watching it because, yeah, I don't know why, because my parents get really confused by it as well. And they're like, weren't you just like playing that? And now you're watching someone else play it. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I guess part of it's just seeing like other people's reactions to the same thing as well. Like if it's a really kind of story based game. So like, you know, something like uh, the last of us part two, which and like loads of people are more kind of getting into that now because of the TV series. Mm. Like I just, I really like watching people like, play through it for the first time and experience it because I'm just really curious to see how other people received it because especially I won't go into spoilers because <laughs> I know it's still airing and um they've still got the second season but like the second game was so divisive amongst fans and like I absolutely loved it I thought it was in I played it during lockdown and it was just absolutely like it's I think it's like one of my top five games of all time. It was just incredible. I had such an emotional reaction to it. 
So I just like seeing other people's reactions and things. So like, even if they didn't like it, or it had a completely different reaction to me, I'm just like, okay, why? Mm. And I just like kind of watching them go through it. It's like that's and things like that. Familiar space for you. Yeah. Like just the game environment of um, whether it's a similar thing or not. It's it's knowing, oh, I know this setting and I enjoy mm. it. And it's, it's nice to see other people here as well. Yeah. It's quite interesting to look at. Like I know without <laughs> without our exact knowledge of when different conversations have happened, I feel like um, some of our previous conversations that maybe weren't podcasts obviously around kind of you sharing some of your experience with kind of mental health and well-being and kind of blogging and sharing it in that way mm. and then kind of over time it feels like from from sort of the outside from where I am of like well that's still something you do it more fits in with like the gaming and the artwork is the thing you do and you kind of now include kind of mental health and well-being related um uh stories or experiences within that does that mm. feel like kind of a gradual journey that you've got going on does that feel like a true representation um, yeah yeah kind of where you are yeah it's weird because like, I still have my blog I just it was the last time I posted anything on it was before covid mm. so and it's weird because I think I just went through a patch of like I just I don't know what to write about. I just feel mm. like I don't have anything to write about. And I still have the domain and I'm still paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I still haven't like kind of closed it. And I do keep meaning to kind of return to it. Mm. But yeah, I was just kind of like, I'm not really sure what to kind of write about now. And I mean, yeah, I suppose it kind of... Yeah, I think I've gone maybe more into the gaming kind of art uh, side of things than kind of blogging and writing about things, which is interesting because technically I do have quite a lot I could like blog about now because I've been mm. in like proper therapy for over a year now. Um, and uh, there was like a piece of art that I did want to do and I told my therapist and I said it's probably quite morbid but I still really want to do it. And it's this, again, like talking about getting inspiration from like classical art and things. Mm. I can't, I can never remember his name and it's really annoying because I really love this piece of art and it's, um, and I've already done one with it, with some game characters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like Romeo and Juliet and they're trying to like get, like they're fa they're facing each other and they're kind of like trying to get towards each other, but they've both got like hands on them, kind of pulling them back. Oh. And it's just so well done. And I think it's quite a popular piece. A lot of people kind of recreate it and use different characters. Um, but I said to my my therapist, I was like, this is really morbid, but I really want to do like one where it's me mm. and then it's like death. Okay. And she was like she was like oh and I was like you know just for like kind of suicidal like ideation like I just I really want to I think that would be like so like visceral and it would be like such a cool way to portray it but I just I don't know how I'm going to because it'd be easy to get like a pose of me doing it I just have to say to my friends like this is a weird request but can you just like pull my hair and like grab my face and 
I just have to look like it's not it's not a thing it's fine it's um, not a thing. But, um, but yeah that is something I really want to do and I keep forgetting that I need to actually try and do that because that would be interesting but yeah I think I do want to go back to the blogging because yeah my yeah my dad used to read it and there were some where I was like oh uh, really like yeah <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to feel about that okay um but yeah he was like you've not written anything for a while and I was like yeah I know but yeah I don't know I just sort of fell off of it a little bit and now it's almost like it's been so long the comeback feels like it has to be like something really cool and because I I did think maybe I should write about the big pandemic that's happening because mm. <laughs> that's quite a prominent subject and I feel like that would I'd have quite a lot to say but yeah and sometimes I just have I get really opinionated on things as well and I think shall I write a big opinion piece about this but yeah I just I never do I just go and rant on Twitter instead but it's I do find it's I guess everyone has their own sort of network of people doesn't they their own time that they come to their own sort of version of a community or, or the people that they find but I found it really interesting sort of seeing the the people that were talking about similar things to us at a certain time sort of while some have continued it's a lot of people have kind of shifted to I now talk about mental health within other aspects of things mm. um and it's it's yeah it is really interesting seeing how I guess if you weren't kind of engaged or kind of following those people a bit more proactively sort of thinking oh it looks like like you say someone looks and goes oh you've not posted for however long and it looks like nothing's happening it's like well actually like all of the things that would have been here are now within like you say some of your social media posts when you're posting some of the artwork you're including that messaging or bits of stories um or like twitter conversations or things like that it just your conversation and where you're sharing that has kind of shifted. It's not that you've stopped, it's just changed in the way that you're doing that. Um, and I think it's really quite common to have that mindset of like, oh, it has to be a big thing to come back with. And it's like, yeah, amazing. Like, it's really cool if you've got that, that's great. But hopefully that's not, I don't know, that'd be like a limitation on, if you've got something to say, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Like it's your space to put whatever you want to put there. And if it's a small, I've got three paragraphs of text that I want to tell you about and then I'm not going to write anything else for another six months. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves when we've started a space and been really proactive in it. Um, it can feel like a big shift. I know going through that of mm. um, having had periods in the past, like where I was like, oh, I've, you know, every fortnight or every month I've got a blog post about something and it's like oh cool but yeah also if there's nine months where there isn't one like that's okay like it's there for you know when you want to use I guess maybe it's slightly different when you get to the stage where you're like oh, I've paid two of those domain bills and not posted anything yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing, because I did say when I started it, I was like, right, OK, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. I'm not going to be like, right, let's aim for two posts a week, because I thought, mm. well, I'm just going to, you know, share what I want to share. I'll upload mm. as I go. If I do like three in a week and then nothing for a few months, mm. 
then yeah that's fine i think i probably will start posting there again i just yeah i don't know i just yeah it's weird i don't know what i'd say it's finding your own routine again isn't it as well like, yeah like you said like with the swimming like oh, it was really great i was really active there's a period where i stopped and like now how do i incorporate being cool with going like once a week or whatever and it's like well because that can be now what you do it doesn't have to be oh, i'm doing it once a week until i can mm. you know muster up the time to go and do three like no like once a week is cool and you're going to do that and that's that's fine um, yeah it's tricky isn't it because we set those expectations on ourselves and sometimes something is a um like we've used it as a coping strategy at the beginning and it's like cool it's not maybe it still helps but actually it's more of a like a well-being activity now rather than a crisis thing um yeah. and also you don't want it to become uh not necessarily like a but like a commitment that feels like okay I've got to go and do this because I've said to myself I'm going to do this and you're not enjoying it yeah like takes the you forget why you even started doing it in the first place and it just becomes like an obligation and you think mm. yeah yeah well it is interesting kind of reflecting on that journey because I think yeah there's I, I definitely see similarities of kind of a lot of people going off and doing different things and it sort of filters into those different conversations and I think that's really nice because that's where hopefully you want to be in the future where there's less of a need for like a, a purely focused space like great that was that will always be needed but actually there is more kind of general conversation happening because it's filtered into people that are talking about art are talking about mental health people that are talking about sport are talking about mental health and it sort of mm. filters out in that way rather than oh it's just those people over there in the corner they're the ones that are talking about that yeah all of the rest of us are cracking on with whatever yeah uh so we mentioned a couple of different things i also wanted to touch on again i can't remember if we i think we did talk about this last time slightly around kind of the cosplay as well of, of that kind of community side yeah. and getting involved in um some in-person stuff so obviously there's limitations over the last couple of years as to how that could have gone mm. but how has that been kind of because that's another kind of community as well and it feels like that's a a lot of engagement and conversation opportunities for people has that been something that's kind of supported you or felt like a, a positive experience yeah definitely I wish I've got a friend who she literally like I'm trying to I was gonna say a few months ago it must be like coming up to about a year ago now um yeah she used to she does lots of cosplay and she just moved to America um mm -hmm. to live in America um, and I kind of met her through, again, it's like, it's mostly kind of like Final Fantasy themed things. So I've only, I'm trying to think how many times I've only gone to one in like proper cosplay. And I keep saying I'm going to do it again. And then I keep like kind of talking myself out of it or I don't give myself enough time to get like a costume ready. But there's one coming up in September and I'm determined to go. And it's a two day one and i am determined to do at least one in cosplay i'm saying it now i'm committing to it bring this back up in a few months and be like right where is it where is the costume i'm i'm determined i want to do it um but yeah it's just it's so nice because everybody's like so friendly and welcoming and you know you've all got like a shared interest and i don't know it's it's nice it's like final fantasy a lot of people that like even kind of like the community on 
like Twitter and social media, like everybody's just really like minded. Hmm. Like, and it's to me, it feels like, you know, it's like any community, like, especially you think kind of social media, like kind of worldwide scale, there's always going to be, you know, kind of the less nice side of it and some people that aren't maybe very nice but all the people that I inter I definitely I think I've got all the I follow all the right people I meet all the right people when I go to these things because everybody's just so accepting and like you know really welcoming of each other and it just feels like a really big family and it it's definitely I think gives you like a sense of belonging and mm. You know, you're part of something kind of bigger than yourself and that kind of thing. And especially because kind of all my friends in kind of, you know, real life, um, <laughs> <laughs> like none of them kind of game as much as I do. And they they're not really in like they kind of, you know, they comment on my art and things like that. And they're always asking me about it and things, but it's not really their thing. So I kind of struggle to have people. I mean, my sister's more involved in it now because I sort of dragged her into it. I was like, come along to this thing and enjoy it. And I got her hooked. So that worked. But um, yeah, it's just it was nice because, yeah, it's easy to kind of feel like the odd one out in maybe friendship groups when it's. You maybe have a more. I don't know, like a, a hobby or something that you enjoy that none of your kind of close mm. circle of friends enjoys. It can feel like, oh, well, because sometimes I'm a bit like, what am I even doing in this group of friends? Like, how did this happen? Like, what is Because <laughs> they don't like any of this stuff. How how am I here? And sometimes I think it's easy to forget that, you know, it's easy to kind of forget that it's a actually a massive thing and there's so many fans. It's just that, you know, in this small little pocket, Mm. it's it's just you so when you go along to these events and you're just surrounded by people who you know also grew up playing the same game and you know they're also obsessed with this character and mm. you know they're also the only one in their friend group that really likes it i think it's you know it's much more like oh shit it's not it's not just me look there's so many people here and i think it it definitely is really nice i think it just it's that sense of like you know i'm not on my own and that kind of thing. And I think that definitely kind of helps with your well-being as well. It's that sort of, it's um, like you say, the, I guess the advantage or one of the big advantages to. I've gone so dark in <laughs> my little screen. <laughs> there we are. Um, it's that sort of modern thing, isn't it? Of being able to be like so connected with people because of online communication. Um, and that's great. But like you say, then still day to day so many of us I guess unless maybe you're in like a big city um mm. even if you're in a town like are you really going to come across the other people that have really similar interests to you um I, I think that's quite tricky especially if it's an online based community a lot of the time um trying to find those people I think is really tricky those community settings are often based around like a physical setting at least in my head it's like oh we come here because this is the the sports ground or this is the pub or this is the gym or the leisure center or the bowling alley or whatever um if your community is based around um i say like events or just general conversation like where do the gamers be, go yeah like 
Um, I have seen now, like there are a few near me, there are a few, uh, there's a couple of like board game cafes and there's one uh, like uh, arcade cafe. I, it's not called oh. an arcade cafe, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they, it's definitely got like retro, like two button and a joystick games, but I don't nice. know if it has like modern games there. I'm not sure. Um, but I was talking, this is in my mind, like I was talking to someone about this a couple of weeks ago and, um, we were talking about like, oh, what's the, what's the best console or what's your favorite console? And, um, we were like, oh, this one was the best one, like when we were younger and this one was the best one, like when we were teenagers and no one could kind of decide really like what was the best console now. And it was because I kind of found myself thinking like, oh, well, is the best console now a PC? Like mm. that feels like that's where a lot of um, kind of gaming is happening. And often when you're when you see any like pop up adverts, if it's not for a PlayStation Five, it seems like it's for a, a gaming PC. Yeah. Um, like what's that like? Because I feel like it, if you were having this conversation ten years ago, it would have been very much about like console gaming. But now it seems to have expanded out and that community and the platforms that people are using are much wider than that. Yeah, I think, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a console gamer. So I was lucky to get my PS5 and people are still trying to get one. Mm. So I just, I love my PS5. <laughs> but yeah, I think there are definite advantages, I think, to having like a PC. My sister has like a really decent um, gaming PC. And I think, yeah, you just, one of the things I really like that consoles don't have and computers do, they have like the mods and some of that, like they can just be really fun to just use. And like, you see all the funny clips on YouTube and people using their mods and things. And I'm just like, I can't do that because <laughs> I'm on a console. Um, and yeah, so that's like one of the things that, yeah they have and like they've just um i'm sure it's just been released um a steam deck yep so so now you know you can you know take your any game that's available on your pc you can get on steam if it's released on the steam deck you know you can go around and play that now as well so it's just becoming even more portable and actually i do have steam on my laptop but i can only play really really kind of simple games on it so like visual novels and like kind of dating sims like japanese ones which i love <laughs> it's the only romance i get i love it <laughs> i'm obsessed they're so good so like i have um so yeah i have steam on that but i am i am tempted to get a steam deck just so I can have like that kind of PC gaming experience, experience as well. Mm. Yeah. I think that would be quite cool. But yeah, I think I've just, yeah, I've always been like a console gamer. Like the idea of playing on like a PC just never appealed to me. I was always just like, but how do you press the buttons if it's not on a, like a controller? <laughs> like, how does this work? I think I'm too much in the, I think because I've often worked from a laptop rather than like a desktop. So even like even being portable and in my head, it's just, it's all work. Like the idea of yeah. 
playing here um, just feels a bit of a disconnect. I think I remember at uni being really into football manager and that was the only thing I'd prepare myself like that can be on the laptop because it was like it's basically a game that's like working. So like it's not really, <laughs> yeah. there's not really a lot of graphics or elements to that imaginary um, football job yeah yeah like you don't Simulator. actually you don't actually see any football like there's some text and that's it um but yeah that, that's that's really interesting so if um if someone's listened to to our conversation and heard kind of about um some of the different things that you're doing um and then maybe interested in finding out a little bit about how they could get involved in gaming or digital art or things like that are there any ways that you'd kind of recommend or signpost to if someone was getting started? Yeah, so I think with, so I would still count myself as getting started with digital art because mm. I, I'd been wanting to try it for years just because I was one of those people that started out like, well, if it's not on a piece of paper, it's not art, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> and then like, I just saw more and more people posting amazing art and it was like digital and I was like oh mm. shit like I can't do that good on a traditional like on a piece of paper like mm. what um and there's like you know there's lots of tablets and software and things and I just had no idea where to start or what would be kind of easy so what I would recommend if you're just starting out and you want to see kind of what it's like and get a feel for it because kind of artist tablets and software some of it can be so expensive as well and if it's something that you just want to see just try hmm. yeah you don't want to be spending thousands of pounds on something that you then think oh actually i prefer like hmm. pencil and so um i use i cannot remember the exact type of i so i use an ipad hmm. um I tried to use like my old iPad, but the software just wasn't compatible for it anymore. So I literally, I got on, so I've got an iPad. I can't remember. It's one of the kind of newer ones, and I've got mm -hmm. the like an Apple pencil. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, the precision, the words, <laughs> the precision on it is really, really good. It's it feels like you know you're just drawing something mm. on a page. Um, so most of the money was spent on the actual iPad and the Apple Pencil. And then I use Procreate, which you can get on your iPhone as well and things like that. And I, okay. I, I think you can get it on Android as well, but I'd have to double check that. But Procreate only costs about maybe £10. Um, and it's really good. You get all these brushes with it. So you get like, you know, watercolours, acrylics just any medium that you can think of it'll mm. be on there like pencils ink spray paint there's so much on there and you can buy um you know other artists make their own packs and they sell uh... it so you can maybe so i got like a pack of maybe 200 different watercolor brushes for like 10 pound from another artist um but yeah and it's just it's it looks really simple but it's like some of the stuff that you can produce on it is amazing like you see some people posting art and i think oh my god and then they're like done on procreate and i'm like fuck off How like, have you done it? <laughs> have you i'm done like it? no you haven't i guess that's like, the good thing isn't it of like it's easy to pick up but really hard to yeah. master 
Um, so yeah. you're rewarded for spending that extra time with it as a yeah. resource. And like, it's all, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same as if you were doing it, you know, on like with a pen and paper, it's all just practice. And the more mm. you get kind of used to the software and you, you know, there are things that I figured out much later like I didn't realize if you like draw something on your iPad and you keep the pen like you hold the pencil down it makes the line straight for you and that would have been so helpful right at the beginning when my lines were all wobbly but and yeah there's just so many um options you can use and you can oh it's just so much easier when you're like trying to fix a drawing as well so you like draw a person you think oh actually the proportions look a bit off you can just use the liquify tool and Mm. like move the face a little bit you don't have to kind of you know rub it out and start from scratch um which is definitely one of the things i like about digital as well you don't have to worry about you know waiting for a layer of paint to dry to move onto your ink you know you just literally second layer do it um yeah my mum is very much a traditional art so when she sees me on my ipad she's like hmm and I'm like, I don't have to wait for my paint to dry. It's already dry. <laughs> Look how many layers I've got. If I use the wrong shade, I can just paint over it. It's perfect. <laughs> There's but yeah, different so... methods and different techniques there. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it's funny because, yeah, I used to swear by kind of traditional. And, yeah, it's funny because I used to, I was the same with, like, the Kindle. I was like, I'll never get a Kindle. Only real books for me. And then... No, I've got a Kindle. I love my Kindle. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then you got a Kindle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. If um, if people have listened as well and want to find out a little bit more about yourself and maybe some of the things that you're doing, like we've mentioned your social media a couple of times and the blog, like, um, where's the best places for people to go to find out about you? So my handles are pretty much all the same on everything. So my um, Instagram and my Twitter are private. Because uh, I do not want my students to find me and add me, and they've they've tried to add me on like the PlayStation Network as well, and I'm like, no, leave. I'm not <laughs> playing games with you. Um, so I'm at Bex Helen on Twitter and Instagram, and that's just one word. And then my I have a second Twitter account, and that's like my kind of primary. That's my public one, and that's like where I put a lot of my digital art and my gaming and it's kind of like my my obsession account portfolio is a portfolio a little bit yeah 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 Yeah, I like that it's my port exactly it's my portfolio (laughs) so I have my yeah I have my personal one that I use to kind of like rant about things and um yeah and then I've got and my yeah, my art account, the one with like all the Final Fantasy stuff and the art and some other stuff on there. So that is at uh, Rail Kisnet because she's my my character. So I just took her name and used it. And that's, um, what is that? R-A-E-L-K-I-S-N-E-T. I had to think then the dyslexia kicked in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've begrudged the days when... Uh... I've either got to spell something or someone is watching me type on screen share. Oh, oh, yeah. The pressure then with the dyslexic brain is pretty high. It does the stress. <laughs> it's like, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's been really nice to, to sit down and have a chat. And thank you so much for 
for sharing some insights to the things you're doing, to your well-being, um, and also to, to some areas that we don't often talk about as well. It's been really interesting to talk about gaming and digital art and kind of how it supports your well-being as well. Well, thank you for having me. It's been nice to kind of catch up as well, because, yeah, it's been so long. Oh, my God. Hopefully we'll check in, in uh, later in the year after you've been to your event. Yes, and I will. I, oh, I swear to God, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this costume. I don't care. Hold me to account, please. <laughs>These are real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that this, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.